Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. I am so happy you are here. Welcome, welcome, Street Disciples. Welcome to the fellowship. Today's episode is entitled, Who is God to You? Hashtag, what is his name? (laughs) Listen, God is everything and he's everywhere. And his characteristics and personality traits are so multifaceted. And in whatever situation you find yourself in in life, you have got to know in prayer who you talking to. You got to be specific and you have to call out his name, address the characteristic of God that you want to invoke so that he may move on your behalf. We're going to discuss five different names of God, the biblical examples, and real-life applications. Listen, you need to buckle up, disciples, and you already know it's time to dig deep. So before we start, we're going to set the atmosphere. It is my prayer that each and every one of you have an ear to hear and a heart to receive and feet to move from this powerful word of God on tonight. Come on, let's set the atmosphere. Get your mind right. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Do you, do you know? Then say his name. Just call his name. Jehovah 
Hana, my redeemer and salvation, oh, the finisher of my way. Ultimate sacrifice, yeah, he paid the price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say your name. Just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Who do men say that I am? What do you call him in your time of trouble? What do you call him? All right, I hope you're ready. Listen, disciples. I'm excited to discuss these five names of God. I chose five because five is the number of grace. And in this day and time with everything that's going on in life, we definitely need some grace. So the first name of God, the first characteristic of God that we're going to discuss is that of the name of Jehovah Nisi. Now, (laughs) let me say it again. The name is Jehovah Nisi. What does that mean? Well, that's Hebrew for God is my banner. What what does that mean? This is the God that you need to talk to whenever you are in battle, whenever you are in war, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional. Listen, the Greeks God of war, his name was Ares, but the Christians, the true believers, you disciples, the God of war that you need is Jehovah Nisi. See, we always talk about the loving God, but listen, there's a God that's not about them games. He he lets everyone know you don't want no smoke. <laughs> okay. So Jehovah Nisi, We can find the example of that, the birth of this name of Jehovah Nisi in Exodus 17 and starting at the ninth verse. I'll repeat, Exodus 17, starting at the ninth verse. And the word of God says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge 
of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 15, And Moses built an altar, and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Okay, let me just paraphrase and, and make it plain for you. So Moses tells Joshua to take an army and fight Amalek at Raphidim. And as long as Moses held up his hands, Israel won. But when he put his hands down, Israel would lose. So Aaron and her, her as in H-U-R, this is a man, but his name is her, each held up one of Moses's hand until the sun went down. And the altar that Moses built was called Jehovah Nisi. Now listen, you have to come to the altar. Let's look at this word called altar. Altar is described as a table which the bread and wine are consecrated in the communion services for Christians. An altar is also where we go to lay our burdens. It was here that when Moses received the word to go and fight, that he realized that the battle wasn't his, <laughs> that the battle is the Lord. When you, let's look at life now, street disciples. Let's look at it. We in a pandemic, there are things that are going on. People are at war. Races are at war. Husbands and wives are at war. I mean, neighbors are at war. And it is in this time that we definitely, when we go into prayer, we need to say Jehovah Nisi because the Lord needs to fight these battles. But we must declare war, first of all, and then we must allow God to fight it for us. He, he fights the battles for us because although he has fully equipped us to us to be able to sustain and fight the battle here on earth, there are still some things that we are not spiritually mature enough to handle, that we are not mentally mature enough to handle because it's a little bit above our faith grade. Don't worry. Don't get mad. As we grow together, you will rise to new levels. You will see that the things that used to agitate you, they no longer agitate you anymore. It's a lightweight to you. But when the heavy thing comes, the thing that appears to be overtaking you, the thing that makes you want to quit and give up, the thing that has you pacing with insomnia and worry and anxiety and depression and suicide, that thing, that's the thing that the Lord would fight for you. But you got to give it to him. You have to say in your prayer, Jehovah Nisi, I'm having trouble in my mind. I cannot focus. I need you to fight this battle for me. You don't have to be ashamed. You call it out just like if we were in the earthly world, whenever someone's, you know, trash talking and you you say to yourself enough is enough what do you do you call them out you know what back in the day at school you say at three o'clock it's going down 
<laughs> I, I'm calling you out. We must be able to call out God because you must be, I found in my prayer life, in my journey, that when I am specific in my prayers, God does that specific thing and more. In other words, don't be general. Um, when you women, single ladies, you praying for a husband, many of us start off saying, Lord, just please send me a good man. And then you become shocked and surprised when you get a good man that's good at lying, good at cheating, good at stealing, just good at all the bad things. Therefore, you must be specific. Instead of saying, Lord, send me a good man, I need you to send me a godly man. I need you to send me someone who reads your word. I need you to send me someone who likes to fellowship and commune with you more than he does the world. You got to be specific. So here we are, Jehovah Nisi. <laughs> he's the battle God. It's still God. It's still uh, the I am. It's still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But his characteristic in this case is Jehovah Nisi. It's just like you and I. We are full people, but we have different personality traits and, and different um, responses to things, different emotions. Um, I, I'm happy majority of the time, but there are times when I may be sad. There are times when I might want to be feisty. There are some times when I got the clap back. So, you know, it. this is what I mean. If I if we are all these things, then so is God because we are his reflection. And therefore, if it was no need for it, God would not have created it. Now, I know you asking, okay, I'm in a in a battle and I got things going on. How can I apply this to my life? Now, in prayer, you can listen when you pray. Don't just go with general prayers, Lord, you know what I need. Can you please fix it? No, be specific, Lord. I'm having a problem paying these bills. Please give me a mind of good stewardship so I can take control of my finances and take control of this situation. Have the mind to call and work out a payment plan. Come on, be specific. You specific with what you want when you order your food at the restaurant. Uh, Yeah, can I get a cheeseburger, extra cheese? No pickles, no onions, a little bit of ketchup. Can you sprinkle some barbecue sauce on there? I would like it cut in half and diagonal. See, you got to be specific. The things that we need and desire of God, we must know who we are talking to. So if you are in a battle, I would suggest when you pray that you pray and meditate this particular scripture that I'm going to give you for seven days. I have found that anytime I use this scripture to help me in a battle, I pray and meditate on it for seven days. That scripture is Psalms 34. In deep battle, I pray and meditate on it. Um, I've used it twice and twice 
he has fought my battles for me. He fought them so good. And that's why I tell you seven days, because each time on the seventh day, that is when God made a move. That's when God had manifested it in life. I prayed and meditated on it. I prayed and meditated on it. I didn't fast on it. But since we know about fasting, put some fasting on it too. I prayed and meditated on it. And on the seventh day, God moved. And on the seventh day, I seen the manifestation of what God did for me. Why seven? Because seven is the number of completion. It took God seven days to create all of these things. Well, six and on the seventh, he rested. Let me be biblically sound. (laughs) He created in six days and he rested on the seventh. It was done. It was finished. Uh, Uh, Jesus on the cross, he gave seven last sayings because seven is the number of completion. You want your battle to be completed. You want your battle to be over. You pray and meditate on Psalms 34 for seven days. And on that seventh day, God is going to move. Oh my God, I'm getting excited. And when he moves on your behalf, you better send me a voice message and testify. You better tell me what thus says the Lord and what the Lord has done. Because I get excited when God moves for other people and I get excited when he moves for me. The second characteristic of God. Ah, this name is Elkanah. Or cannot. This is the Hebrew word for jealous God. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm hitting you with the heavy early on in this because I want to want you to get through this. When people say, you know, Ugh, jealousy is evil, jealousy is bad. God is jealous. He's very jealous because He knows how much He's done for us. He knows how good he's been to us. And he also knows that we got this sad piece called Satan. We got this sad piece called the enemy. We got this sad piece called the devil and his minions. And every so often we creep out of our matrimony with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And we have entanglements (laughs) with the enemy. And so then God must be kind of, He must be jealous. See, (laughs) the example of this is in Exodus. Uh, This particular example is Exodus 34 and 14. Um, We know that God is jealous because it it was part of the uh, Ten Commandments. He wrote it in the stone. Thou shall have no other God before me. Come on. If if you're in a relationship with someone, that person you're in a relationship with does not want you to cheat on them. I mean, I mean, if monogamy is what you're into, uh, that person feels disrespected when you cheat on them, when you creep outside of your relationship and find comfort in another. So the example, Exodus 34 and 14, and it says, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. Kana, that, that's the jealousy. Um, 
Now, we do know the first round of um, commandments Moses brought down from Mount Sinai, and he saw the people of Israel doing the pagan things that they had been doing in Egypt. They were having uh, idols. They were uh, involved in all types of things. And when Moses came down, thinking of all the goodness of God and how God had just delivered them, he was very upset and he broke the tablets. And then he had to go back up to the mountain and get them again. <laughs> and so when God is jealous, we don't want to make him jealous. First of all, why would you make the one who has all power jealous? I mean, he has the power to to take away and wipe your enemies off the face of the earth. Why would you want to make God jealous? Be very careful. The relationship that we have with God, and it is a relationship, is a multifaceted, multi-level relationship. We have the relationship of father to children because he is our father. We have the relationship to God of brother and sister because we are joint heirs to the throne with Christ. He is our brother. He is our, our redeemer as well. And, and we have the relationship of of leader and follower because it is the Holy Spirit that guides us and we are to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit in order to survive in this world and we need guidance more than good guidance divine guidance holy guidance in the name of Jesus uh, Holy Spirit took that one over we need good guidance and and we can be good followers so we don't ever want to make God jealous. And and I know you're asking, how can I apply God's jealousy into my life? Um, because when we make God jealous, the only resolve in a after an argument in a relationship, if you want to continue to pursue that relationship, you must reconcile. And the reconciliation with Kana would be repentance. You must repent. You must confess. Be truthful. Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. You must be honest with yourself, and you must be honest with God. God is not a man that he shall lie, but the enemy is the father of lies. So when you come to God and you're lying and you're withholding truth or you're telling him half of the story, you are showing that you are not his child, but you are the child of the enemy who is the father of lies. And so the way that we get it right so that we don't have to stay in the presence of Kana, so that we don't have to keep continuously making God jealous, we must repent. Here are some key scriptures in repenting. Of course, Psalms 51. There's an entire episode about it. I suggest you after this one, go through and find it. It's uh, it's a good one. Okay. And another one is Psalms 103. David wrote these uh, Psalms and he's, mm, he's very honest. And I love David. Uh, because he's a realistic man to me, because he seems like that even though he has his faults and flaws, he's still willing to follow the father. You heard me. 
even though he has his faults and flaws, he's still willing to follow the father. So, and the last uh, biblical application scripture is Psalms 32. We must go to God in prayer and be honest, like really honest. Like when Will told Jada, like, come on now, just tell the people what you did. That's the same thing in the same way that you must go to God in his Kana moment with you. You must be honest and just tell him what you did. First of all, he already know because he was there. He's there. God is beholding the evil and the good. Come on. We know Bible now. You got to realize you got to take this whole Bible. <laughs> I know the medicine kind of, but you got to take this whole Bible. <laughs> and so God. We don't want to make him jealous. And if we have made him jealous, go to him in prayer, reconcile, confess, repent, uh, make it right so that you can get that off of you and that he can throw it into the lake of forgetfulness. Now, the third, the third characteristic of God and name of God is Jehovah Makadeshkin. Yes, I know that's the doozy, right? It's Jehovah Makadeshkin. And that means the Lord who makes you holy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Listen, most of these examples, the biblical text is in the Old Testament, uh, but the fruition and the manifestation of these names and characteristics of God are all seen in Jesus. So Jehovah Makadeshkin, the Lord who makes you holy, we can look at how Jesus mm, in all his workings of miracles, signs and wonders, how he made people holy and he made them whole. And because of his dunamis power and because of their their amount of pistis, amount of faith that they were made whole through the process. So, <laughs> holy, it means to sanctify or, or kadesh, to, let me read this definition for you out of Strong's, to sanctify, to make or pronounce or observe as clean, to appoint, consecrate, keep, prepare, purify, or make holy. God can wipe away the sins of our past, our past, our present, and future. See, since we done made him Kana, now we need him to be <laughs> Jehovah Makadeshkin. We must go to him and ask for the forgiveness. When he forgives us, he is Jehovah Makadeshkin. He is purifying us. He makes us clean. He made us clean just as David requests in Psalms 51. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. He can wash away all the dirtiness, all the filthiness, whether it be in your mind, whether it be in your mouth, or whether it be in your motion, aka your action. He can do it. Don't allow the enemy to guilt trip you. 
The devil is a lie. The Bible says that he who the son sets free is free indeed. Get free of guilt. Repent to Jehovah Makadeshkim. Come on, so you can be clean. You must be clean. Uh, let's look at this biblical example. You know what book we coming from. Exodus. Look, all these things is, is telling us there are some things that must exit us. Okay, We have got to get some, rid of some of these things, these lies and traditions that we held on to that are not Bible. You can be forgiven by God. There's still time for forgiveness. So it's in Exodus 31. Let me get there. And the 13th verse. And the Bible says, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Oh, he can see sanctification. It, it, that's, that's a tough one. See, when I was... Uh, in my examination to be ordained as an evangelist, there was a two week sanctification process that I had to go through. There were certain things that I had to do every day. There were certain things that I had to do every week. There were certain things that I could not do at all. And it was a sanctification, a purification, a cleansing. Um, it's just like, um, certain tests that you take at the doctor, they make you fast. They make you purify your body basically before they run the test. This purification, the sanctification, you must be sanctified by God and purified, washed clean, made over, prepared, appointed, consecrated, and kept. Who is kept? Everybody wants to be a kept woman. Everybody wants to be a kept man. God is a keeper. He has kept us. Look, anybody tell you, look, I'm kept woman because <laughs> God is a keeper. He is my Jehovah Makadesh Kim. You are going to be bilingual and trilingual by the end of this thing. He has sanctified us by making us the ecclesia. We are the called out ones, the ones who have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. That is you and I. We can do this. You you can talk in prayer to Jehovah Makadesh Kim. You, you may have a repented already, but you still feel dirty. You may have asked for forgiveness and been forgiven, but the enemy keeps tricking you and guilting you. You need to talk to Jehovah Makadesh Kim. Get yourself sanctified. Get yourself purified, appointed, and consecrated. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this lesson. I pray that you will get to know God and that you will know him in many different ways, not just a general Abba Father, but in your time of need, in your time of trouble, in your time of life, you will know what characteristic of God you need in your life. And see, this is how you apply it. You can apply it like, 
the biblical example, the woman who was caught in adultery, that she was caught in the very act. So they say in the Bible, um, the only way they could have caught her in the act is they were acting too, but that's neither here or there. So she was caught. They brought her before Jesus and said she was caught. And he said, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And as we read one by one, they started to walk out. And <laughs> this is in John 7 and 53 to the eighth chapter in the 11th verse. And when he looked up from writing on the ground, he looked around and he looked at the woman and he said, woman, where art thou accusers? Who can accuse you? Who can accuse you of the things that you have done? Let's talk about rightfully accused. The enemy will try to accuse you. He tried it, but God is the one who can rightfully accuse. He's the one that can rightfully accuse and judge you. And he will be righteous in that. Just as David said in Psalms 51. Y'all got to check out that episode. That's some meat there. And so... <laughs> When he tries to guilt trip you, just remember that Jesus says, thy sins are forgiven. Go in peace and sin no more. What about the woman who was made whole? Formerly the woman with the issue of blood. When she had touched the hem of his garment, uh, she had his virtue went out of him and her combined with her faith made her whole again. And Jesus said, thy, he said, daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy play. Listen, we, we want to be holy and whole. You don't want to be holy and holy. You want to be holy and made complete. You want to be new. You don't want any cracks or crevices or anything that can allow the enemy to come into you. You want the full armor on you. You want to be covered. You want to be kept. You want to be sanctified. You need Jehovah Makadesh Kim. Now, I'm going to tell you like Jesus told them. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Oh my God. Anytime you feel incomplete, anytime you feel less than worthy, anytime you can call on Jehovah Makadesh Kim. Oh, I'm going to take a moment here. We're going <laughs> we to relax for a second. And we are going to come back and finish the last two names of God. Hold on, y'all. All right, welcome back, disciples. The fellowship is getting heated. <laughs> the fourth name and characteristic of God that we shall discuss is that of Jehovah Rapha. I'll say it again. Jehovah Rapha, which is translated as the Lord that heals. Oh my goodness. Now this one I say for four because four is the number of creative work. When you need healing from God, you need him to do something creative. No matter if the healing is physical illness, mental illness, emotional illness, if you need to be healed from sadness, depression, whatever your healing is in, you need to be talking to Jehovah 
Rapha. Listen, and you put some Bible on these prayers. You know, I'm the I am a great advocate for um, Bible application, and I found I'm trying to give you some tips and secrets. I found in my journey that whenever I pray. My prayers are more effective. I feel like God hears me more clearly when I put some Bible on it. No matter what it is I'm praying for or or what it is I'm asking God to do or thanking him for, I use a scripture so that I can make it plain, so I can make it make sense to God. Because the Bible says no matter what we pray, we know not what we ought to pray. So therefore, the Holy Spirit must translate it for us and, and intercede for us. He interprets what we ask and he tells it to Jesus, who then interprets it and takes it to God. So I know that I don't know what to say, but I do know what the Bible says, that God's word will not return to him void. So when I speak to Jehovah Rapha, when I need him to move on my behalf, I say in the my prayer, Lord, you said in your word that by your stripes, we are healed. And so right now I need you, Jehovah Rapha. I need your healing. I need you to touch my body and make me whole. You get what I'm saying? You got to be specific in what you praying for and know who you talking to. So <laughs> we know that God is a healer. And if you are in need of healing, who should you talk to? Repeat it. Jehovah Rapha. Now, the biblical examples of this looks like Exodus 15 and the 26th verse. Yeah, that's the one. In your homework, go ahead and read Isaiah 61 and 1. Now, here it is in the 15th chapter of Exodus and the 26th verse. And it reads, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. That was deep. It, it was some criteria in there too. Let's let's look at it now. <laughs> Let me go back. That was 26 verse. Yeah. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, you gotta listen. And will do that which is right in his sight. After you hear it, you got to do it. <laughs> and keep his statue. Keep doing it. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have wrought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord <laughs> that healeth thee. Listen, you, you got to be a real disciple. See, real disciples, they don't just uh, come to school and get the lesson, but they also learn how to pass the test. And when you pass the test, how uh, how can you be how can you pass the test? You must be tested. 
We must be tested. Our testings come from different things, different situations, and it could be someone else's uh, sickness that is in need of healing. But because you are the disciple, that you know the prayer, you know how to get a prayer. It is your assignment that you pray for the sick, that you pray for those who are sick in their mind, pray for those who are sick and don't even know that they are sick. There are many of these people around. You know why? Because they don't go to the doctor. And, and for a while, no one was going to the doctor unless they truly thought that they had this virus. It was in these times that we were praying for uh, miracles at midnight that we were praying for divine immunity, for victory over the virus. And I challenge each and every one of you to have faith, to believe that you can speak a word and it shall be done wherever you are right now. Take this moment in time and say to yourself, I will test negative. I don't care what the test is for. If it's any type of test that could cause you to have surgery, any type of test where you're not sure what's going on in your body, they think this happened, they think that happened, so you got to have a test, you will test negative. You got to say it to yourself. I will test negative. You got to say it like you believe it. I will test negative. You got to say it like you believe in a God that has all power, that can do anything but fail. Last time, you must say, I will test negative. I know it's somebody that's waiting on test results. You better decree and declare that you shall test negative. Oh my God. We do need you, Jehovah Rapha. The biblical exa examples are seen um, throughout the Bible. Many people, those who had leprosy, Remember that? The 10 that had leprosy and they came to Jesus. Uh, oh, son of God, son of David, please help us, help us, help us. And God and Jesus healed those 10, but only one of them came back and said, thank you. Are you the one that not only knows that he is Jehovah Rapha, but you are? Know that he deserves all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And you got to thank you on your lips. My God, apply this to your life. Heal yourself from past situations. Look, this healing is more than just health. Heal yourself from carrying the burdens of past failed relationship, of past failed friendship, of past failed jobs and business ventures. Do it again. Get up and try it again. Use the information that you learned from when the last business failed, refocus, revise, and you do it again. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, and along with Kobe, they both had the same philosophy that even though they made many shots, it was missing the shot that kept them going, that kept them practicing. You cannot fail if you have not fallen and you cannot succeed if you don't get back up. Oh, I'm saying something to somebody. Uh, let me end this right here. The last, the fifth and final for this episode, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah 
Shammah. I'll say it again. Jehovah Shammah. And that means the Lord is there. I don't care what you going through. No matter what the situation, I don't care if any and everybody has abandoned you, tried to destroy you, tried to break you, tried to beat you up. I've seen plenty of videos on Facebook of a grown man beating up a child and his friends beating up a pregnant woman. That is unacceptable. God sees these things. He's there in the midst. He's there with us. And not only is he there, he's not just standing around looking, but he's moving and he's working and he's working on our behalf. Oh my, 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 I feel you, Holy Spirit. Ezekiel. Yeah, we out of Exodus. <laughs> Ezekiel, the 48th chapter and the 35th verse. It was round about 18,000 measures and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah is a place. It's a place of security and a place of comfort. It's a place of protection and a place of refuge. It is God. You can find Jehovah Shammah in Ireland. Yeah, I see you in Dublin. You can find Jehovah Shammah in the United States, in Washington, in Detroit, in Texas. Yes, I see you disciples. You can find Jehovah Shammah wherever you go. You know why? Because he's everywhere at the same time. He's there. He's there. He's there. He is there. When you feel lonely, God is there. When you feel uh, abandoned, he is there. When David felt like he couldn't get back to his place of uh, righteousness because he had done the forbidden with Bathsheba, it was through his repentance prayer that he realized God was there. He was there the whole time and he still loved him after his sin. Oh my God. Some of us don't like people after they do us wrong and we'll eliminate them and block them and, and delete them out of our life. What if God said, okay, they keep disrespecting me. They keep on sinning. I got to delete them out of my life. Oh Lord Jesus, please don't do us that way, God. You have to see that God is there. The Lord is there. Just like he was there with Daniel in the den. The Bible says that when Darius came to the den and he asked, oh, Daniel, is that a God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth. Listen to me. What angel? The angel was the Lord. Listen, the Lord was there in the den. The Lord has been here in the pandemic, through the quarantine, through the lockdowns. The Lord is there as we try to get back to the old normal when really he's telling us, no, I want the new normal. The Lord 
is there. He wants you to do something different so he can bless you abundantly. You got to recognize that even if your family on earth don't love you, your family in heaven is celebrating you. They cheering you on. I can hear God right now like, yes, that's my child. Do it. Yes, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, pray, praise, hallelujah. Come on, disciples. You can do this. This is manageable. These are just the first five. There's at least 65 more that I could cover. But you must realize no matter what is going on, the Lord is there. He was there for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in the fiery furnace. The Bible says that the King Nebuchadnezzar says, uh, didn't we throw in three? <laughs> God's like, yeah. And then he's like, well, I see four unchained. And one of them looks like the son of God, the Lord is there when you feel bound when you feel confined when you feel claustrophobic depressed uh this heaviness in the atmosphere the lord is there but you got to talk to him you must say jehovah shammah i need you to let me know that you are here and i guarantee that something on the inside of you something will be activated that something is the holy ghost Oh my God, no matter what the enemy tells you, no matter what your family tells you, no matter what your so-called friends, associates, your mates, or whatever, no matter what they say, the Lord is there. You are never alone. The Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and he will be with us even unto the end. Oh, oh disciples, these are just the first five. The first five characteristics of God. Do you know him? Now that you know this knowledge, you are responsible for this knowledge. Will he be Jehovah Nisi in your life? Will he fight your battles for you? You got to ask him. It's just like when David said, God, shall I pursue them and shall I win? God said, yes, yes, let's go now disciples? Will he be your banner, your Jehovah Nisi? Are we still making him kana, kana, a jealous God? We need to graduate from that immaturity. Yes, we are going to stumble and fall because a righteous man follows seven times, but a righteous man is falling. We cannot pursue these unrighteous things and then think God ain't going to make us pay for it. Oh, will he be? Your Jehovah Makadesh can. He can make you holy when you've made him jealous. Will he be your healer? Your Jehovah Rapha? No matter what it is, please make him your Jehovah Rapha. For Jehovah Rapha, the scripture you need is Isaiah 53, 3 and 7. Pray and meditate on that for seven days, hmm. call out the name of the disease or the illness or the sickness or the whatever. Seven days, it'll be done. Seven days, it'll be complete. We must pray and meditate on these things in the name of Jesus. But lastly, 
let him be. Acknowledge him as your Jehovah Shammah. He's there every day. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us even unto the end. He's calling us right now. At this moment, he's saying that he's been there. He's been there for us. And now he wants us to be there for him. This is the moment where we accept his proposal. That we believe in him. That we spend the rest of our lives with him. That we work on this marriage with him. Oh, accept the proposal of salvation. <laughs> Choose ye this day whom you serve. All right. I'll give you three minutes to decide. Let this move you. And I want to thank Al Trey for sending this to me. This is his testimony as well as my testimony. And we're going to have a, a acapella battle because I see he's calling me out <laughs> and take your time and think about what God has been to you and what God is to you and how the five characteristics that you learned on today, you can apply them to your life. Consider this moment, the doors open. Without you, I would have lost it all. But now I see that you were there for me. And I can say, oh yeah, never would have made it. Oh, never could have made it without you. disciples if there be one that wants to give their life to christ you can definitely do your profession of faith at this moment you can leave me a voice message 
with your answers. If you believe that Jesus is the one true son of God, that he died on the cross, was buried and rose with all power in his hand at this time, say yes. If you believe that when he rose with all power in his hand, that he ascended unto the heavens and that he now intercedes on the right hand of the Father for us, say yes at this time. Because you have confessed him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, consider yourself saved and welcome to the kingdom. <laughs> Look, I'm clapping. Heaven is rejoicing for one. And if you are that one who has given your life to Christ, please leave me a voice message and we can celebrate you being in the kingdom at this time. I thank each and every one of you disciples for sharing this time with me. It is my prayer that you would not only listen and hear this word, but you would use and apply this word and that you would run and tell somebody as well. At this time before we close, of course, we are going to pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the fellowship of disciples. We thank you for each and every street disciple that has come today to hear this word. God, we pray that we have had ears to hear, a heart to receive, and feet to rejoice in the word that has gone forth. God, we thank you for your five characteristics, for your five exclusive names that we have learned on today. We pray that now that we know that we shall grow and that we shall be able to be more specific in our prayers. God, I ask a special protection over each and every listener, no matter where in the world they are, whether Germany, United States, Ireland, China, or Africa. God, I ask that you protect them, protect everyone connected to them, show them the manifestation of your power. If we would believe. God, I ask that you increase our faith. Forgive us of our sins. Those who have come to you, Lord, I ask that you dispatch your ministering angels and put a hedge of protection around them. Those of us who have been saved and continue on this journey, Lord, I ask that you would make us clean, wipe us new, and sanctify us if you find anything not like you inside of us. All of these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Until we meet again, amen. I love you, disciples. Thank you for everything. Check you out on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Street Disciples. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave me a voice message at anchor.fm backslash streetdisciples.com backslash message. I'll answer. Trust me, I will. If you have a question about something you've heard on a previous podcast or you have an idea for another one, please feel free to leave me a message. If you would like to support the ministry and Street Disciples, you can do so at anchor.fm backslash street disciples backslash support. I appreciate any and every support, um, and I pray special blessings on anyone that supports this ministry. If you are on Facebook and you would like to join the private group Street Disciples, please 
look it up in the search and it has the same uh, graphic as the podcast. We're going to discuss previous episodes and any questions that you may have in your real life now. So thank you for supporting me, the Street Disciples, and to God be the glory. Have a great evening.